from a two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High on Film! Tonight, we've got Kate Parkin and Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. The tale I could live with, but the fleas, they're murder on this week's Demented episode. Well, hello and welcome to High on Film and the continuing installments of the Harry Potter film franchise. I'm Chris Maxwell, here for episode... 199, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, from 2004, directed by Alfonso Cuaron, written by Steve Cloves, who has done, who have done, who has done all the Harry Potter screenplays, save Order of the Phoenix, and of course, based off the novels by J.K. Rowling. Hello. Welcome back. Here we are. We're in, what, November? End of November here. How about it? Uh, we're sobering talk about movies. I should should have said that first. That would explain the dip in energy. Um, my name's Chris. I'm your host. We choose guests. They choose movies. And uh, today we're just continuing, as I said, our Harry Potter films with our, I think, high on film Harry Potter expert at this point, a resident wow. Harry Potter wow. expert. That is accurate. <laughs> But uh, before we get to our esteemed guest, let me get to my esteemed co-host. He is the podcaster of Disaster, the walking Kevin Bacon game, the Brad Davis, that God gave us, Mr. Brad Davis. Chris, how you doing? Hey, co-host, <laughs> doing well. How are you? I'm good. Doing, doing very well. Now, doing better. Doing better. A little better. Day by day. Day by day. Fighting against the Dark Lord. <laughs> We're doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, how appropriate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How fucking exactly. appropriate. I know. Elected. Oh. Even though he said he hates a lot of muggles. <sighs> Ridiculous. But hey, let's... Let's, let's, let's be happier. Yeah. yeah we, just watched, we just watched your favorite Harry Potter movie. It, probably. Or, it's it's close. It, it's... It, it's... All, it's it, for a long time it was. It was the first movie that got me into Harry Potter. Mm. Like... To really into the movies, I've admittedly never read the books, but into the movies when I saw this one, well documented on the show. I know, I know. Just reminding. One just day remind. before we get the end of this Pre franchise, I want to break the news to the world that you have read the Harry Potter books. Previously on High on Film, I have never read the Harry Potter books. There we go. That was a great uh, flashback. A part of my soul just died. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I think every time I kill you a little more on the inside. I can start making horcruxes because of this. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Well, we got the hair piece. <laughs> All right. Oh, right. The red His silk tie. Yeah. The Hollywood's the, the, the Miss Universe teen pageant tie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, well, he has the snake, Mike Pence. Oh, oh. good one. Thanks. Uh, anyway, but anyway, oh, oh, uh, anyway. Prisoner yes. of Azkaban. <laughs> yes, but uh, Alfonso Cuarón, Gary Oldman. Yes, it's very oh, high your favorite Harry list. Potter kids. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. I, that and part one of Deathly Hallows I, are my easily my two favorites in the series. Mm, yeah, I mean, and this is cross genre. I mean, this is a time travel movie, a werewolf film, uh, a fantasy, time travel werewolf fantasy. <laughs> it's my band, my band name. Oh, oh that's <laughs> a right. good joke. Uh, thanks. Um, <laughs> all right, well, let's get to our guest. Uh, this is her third appearance on the show. This is the third installment of the Harry Potter film franchise. Uh, she is multi-talented um, and just always a delight <laughs> and uh, very gracious with her schedule every time she's been on. Oh, my goodness. Kate Parkin. Hi. No, thank you. What uh, an introduction. Yeah, no, I'm so happy to have you back. You're always fun to have on. Oh, thanks. I love revisiting these Harry Potter films with someone who knows more <laughs> Harry Potter than I think I could ever know. <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm, I'm re ready and willing to learn. Wow. Well, I'm here. I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you revealed to me before we started this movie that you didn't always care for the Prisoner of Azkaban movie. It's true. I admit it. Um, I just, I love the book so, so much. And 
Then I guess the director switch from Chris Columbus in the first two movies to Alfonso Cuaron. It was just a little jarring for me when I was thirteen and seeing the film. And I was, and then they started wearing Muggle clothes. And it was, I was nitpicking so much back then because I was such this like diehard fan. But then, like honestly, just watching it back then, I was like, dang, this is a really good movie. And I was like caught in suspense. And so it was, it was really cool rewatching it. And now I don't think I have as much of a problem with it as I thought I did when, before we watched it tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I was never a big fan of this particular movie. I didn't think it was bad. I just, I was a Chamber of Secrets guy. Yeah, I me mean, too. Me too. <laughs> and, and I, and no, I wasn't, I wasn't a, a guy. Of I wasn't a guy. Actually, well, no, right. I was a Chamber of Secrets lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I later became a Goblet of Fire man. But, oh, uh, you like the Goblet of Fire? I love the Goblet of Fire. Oh, okay. I love the tournament. Oh, I can't wait to come back and watch that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Goblet of Fire. Let's do that too. <laughs> Goblet of Fire and Deathly Hallows 2 are always like neck and neck for third on my list. Yeah. But. Uh, Alfonso Cuarón did bring a lot of change. Uh, he moved a lot of things in the universe to kind of Physically, widen yeah. the Hogwarts Hat, campus. Yeah, Hagrid's hut moved down the hill. Yeah, All he these... brought some more modern costume changes. <laughs> but I mean, so many clock towers. Which I get it. Yeah. I get it. Tons of clock <laughs> motif. <laughs> we get the clock motif, Alfonso. I don't think they carry that through the rest of the series, though, do they? A lot of clocks in the rest of I don't, know. I don't remember the clocks being present. We'll have to remember to, to come back to that. <laughs> well, yeah. For Goblet of Fire, question about the clocks. We're, we're the gonna, clocks in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> we're going to count clocks. Yeah, good. <laughs> Did Alfonso do the fourth? No. no. I forgot. Who is it? Is it Gates? Ooh, is it Gates? It's not Yates yet. Yates does the last three. I'm ashamed. Including, no, I think f maybe four, including Deathly Hallows. Uh, both Deathly Hallows, excuse mm. me. Does he maybe do Order of the Phoenix as well? That, I need to look that up. Yeah, I, I, that's what I say. I think he does do Order of Phoenix. So then Are we going we to look it up? Yeah. Gonna look it up. <laughs> Are we looking it up? I will look it up while Chris I'm, introduces um, the next scene. Okay. <laughs> next I'm scene. looking it up or too. The next, not the next scene. But, uh, but yeah, let, let's introduce our first segment while I wait on the internet. Uh, trash, Star, Destroy. We like to do uh, three movies of similar ilk. One, you must trash, which means it's eliminated from existence. One movie you get to star in, in whatever role you'd like to take for yourself. And of course, the third movie must be destroyed, which means that the only version that has ever been made has been both written and directed by Mr. Michael Bay of Armageddon fame. So, uh, let's do three Alfonso Cuaron movies. All English language. We'll do the Gwyneth Paltrow, Ethan Hawke, Great Expectations. We'll do the Julianne Moore, Clive Owen, Children of Men. And the Sandra Bullock, George Clooney, Gravity. Gravitas. Great Expectations, Children of Men, and Gravity. <laughs> Brad? The big ones. Um, yeah, I actually just had my first viewing of Children of Men last night. Yes, you did. I did. Wow. Yeah, that was it. Was nice to check that off the list. Um, so did you like it? I did. I liked it a lot. Uh, I. It's not what I expected, and it's it, it maybe couldn't live up to the hype of having heard so many people talk about it for years. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of felt like pretty much midway through, I knew it was going to happen to a certain extent. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and they shoot the fuck out of that movie. Uh, yeah, I will say, having watched more of Quaron uh, and Lubetsky since that movie, I was less blown away this time around than I remember being when I first saw it, but it's still a damn terrific movie. It's terrific. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I probably star in Children of Men, and then I'm going to take the Clive Owen role. Cool. Clive Owen's awesome in it, but... I mean, you get to act with Michael Caine, act with Julianne Moore, and work with Quaron. I mean, yeah, in a Lubezki post-apocalyptic uh, yeah. world. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a. I, I hate to call it a cool movie because it's a little dark, but it's yeah. a very I can see interesting, you, creative. But I can see you shepherding, you know, what's her name, Key. Yeah, to the boat, to the to the shoreline. I'll I can get, see you doing that. I'll get her the boat. Wearing a big old trench coat. Look good in a trench coat. I believe that. Thanks, man. No problem. Um, <laughs> so what else you do? So, we got, Gravity we got and great expectations. Uh, 
I'll trash Great Expectations. Oh. I, I think it's a pretty good rendition. I'm not low a, expectations. Well, for great yeah, expectations. Just, just no, no expectations. Um, <laughs> no expectations. But I could live without that. And Gravity by Michael Bay. I mean, you're gonna lose probably a lot of the subtle beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but eh, it, it it works for him better than Great Expectations does. Although, <laughs> yeah, that would wait, be awesome. something just happened. See, yeah, this was kind of what I was leading uh, to. Yeah, no, I know what you're going to say, and you're right, I'm wrong, but go ahead. To get a Michael Bay version of A Great Expectations would be... That would be amazing. ...pretty hilarious. Michael Bay doing Charles Dickens? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. too good to pass up. I mean, you're we already right. have totally a right. thousand versions of Great Expectations we can go to. Why not give Michael <laughs> Bay not? a version? You're absolutely right. I concur. Yeah. That's so, the correct answer here. Then I'm going to have to... Uh, boy. I'd hate to do it because of all the recent space movies, this might be one of my favorites, but... Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll be in Gravity. I can do that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> trash Children of Men. I can do that. I'll take George Clooney's role in Gravity. <laughs> you're going to trash Children of Men? You're going to keep Gravity. I was going to say, there's a lot of, a lot of space movies. Yeah. <laughs> you got Independence Day 2. That's true. <laughs> I'm not going to be in that, though. That's always getting trashed. I mean, probably 100% of the time. Yeah, that movie sucks. Resurgence. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. It turned out to be easier than I thought it was going to be. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I maybe we'll have regrets in the morning about it. But Kate, what are you thinking here? I'm thinking starring in Children of Men, definitely. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Across the board. Um, and I'm really leaning towards the whole of Michael Bay Great Expectations situation. It's a great I, idea. I think that would be excellent. Like we've never seen before in oh, Hollywood yeah. cinema. Set in Miami now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? I think that would be hilarious. Um, and so that leaves gravity going. Goodbye. Goodbye, gravity. Goodbye, gravity. I'm Goodbye. sorry. Dark future. <laughs> we all float off the planet. Oh, see you. Goodbye, gravity. <laughs> well, as I had mentioned, uh, Gary Oldman makes his first appearance in a Harry Potter film, in this film, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, uh, spoiler alert, lasts for about two more. <laughs> so, uh. let's do the three spoiler alert. Oldman Potter Harry Potter movies. Old Man Potter. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we'll do The Prisoner of Azkaban. That's a brilliant category title. <laughs> <laughs> Which we get to see in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh. It's like 40. I thought you were going to say It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. <laughs> Harry Potter and Old the Man Wonderful Potter. Life. Yeah. Old Man Potter. Old Man Potter. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. what a grim future for yeah. Harry. But I guess he did have the grim. He did. The grim. Yeah. <laughs> mean old banker. Bedford Falls. <laughs> uh Christmas. I can't wait to watch that again. Yeah. Goblet of Fire and Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire, Order of the Phoenix. Trash, star, destroy those Harry Potter movies. Uh, for me, I'm in Azkaban. Not the prison, the movie. Yeah. Uh, boy, I, I guess I gotta be Harry Potter? I mean, how, how do I not take the role of Harry Potter? Well, it's a good time to take it over. Oh, yeah. New director. Fuck yeah. New uh, Dumbledore. Yeah, you get, I mean, yeah. It's so you come class. in with the new change, and then you can ride this, the franchise out. Yeah, and you get to ride the franchise out. That's huge. Yeah. Assuming they don't replace you. I mean, they did it once. Well, I wouldn't blame them. <laughs> uh, so then go. <laughs> so pessimistic. Yeah, well. All right, Harry. I, I, I get old quick. Uh, I would. Goblet of Fire and Order of the Phoenix. I guess I would trash Order of the Phoenix and give Goblet of Fire to Bay because you kind of that tournament would be a lot crazier. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And I don't think that would hurt anything. Yeah. So, yeah, give that one to Bay, and we'll trash Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix is probably I've only seen that probably twice, but it's a little forgettable in a way for me. 
Okay. As far as the movie goes. Sure. Yeah. I don't really remember the fifth movie at all. Yeah. <laughs> Not much <laughs> happens. I mean, I remember the ending. I don't remember it. I've probably only seen it a couple times. I haven't seen the movies that often, the later ones. Well, it's the one where <laughs> Sirius Black is killed. Well, that's why well, I, I don't remember I know, the ending. but I hated yeah, yeah. that, how it was done. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. We will. We, get, we have two we, episodes we have, before that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves. But no, it, it does pale in comparison to the movies on either side of it. I mean, Goblet of Fire and uh, Half-Blood Prince are mm. both pretty cool movies with pretty stellar, remembered endings. Yes. A Half-Blood Prince I've only seen once. Mm. That, I'm looking forward to seeing that again. Yeah. Okay. I, I look forward to this. Kate, what are you doing? What am I doing? Um, I think... Oh, so for starring, I would pick Prisoner of Azkaban, and typically I'd be like, yes, Hermione, but honestly, Professor Trelawney is yeah. amazing, and yeah. I would love to play her, and then you get the arc for, through the fifth movie, when she has that, like, breakdown, when she gets, like, fired from Hogwarts by the government that's infiltrating. Umbridge. Umbridge. <laughs> and she's just so badass, so yeah, star in Prisoner of Azkaban is Trelawney. Uh, oh, I was gonna destroy and bay up Goblet of Fire, which I feel like I've done that on a previous episode. I possible. think I have. So, I, so I'm going to switch it up and I'm going to bay up Order of the Phoenix, mm. which I feel like the whole ministry, when they go in there, like in the Hall of Prophecies, that could have been, that would be really cool as a more action-adventure-y, like expansive Michael Bay situation. Like I could get down with that. I I agree with you. It probably can use a little little jazzing up. Yeah, a little jazz. Whether it maybe <laughs> brings the quality down a little bit. I mean, are we sacrificing much being as it already is remembered as well, cause maybe that, a weaker movie? I um, mean, it's Harry's just being an asshole the whole time. Yeah. Pretty much. That's the movie. So. And I think that's the one where they have the worst haircuts, too. Oh, do they? I, I don't think. remember. It's that one or the one before. Or it might be Goblet. I can't remember. Oh, I think Goblet. There was some it was weird like, haircuts, right? Lawn has the a really real long, oh, like... So, yeah. Oh. Okay. Nothing against long hair, but they all have like the shaggier haircuts. You have shaggy. I know. I said nothing against it. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, not everyone in the Harry Potter cast can oh, rock it's it. Not but they're their all. Fault. I know. The it was the times. It was the times the too. The times. Around Were those the, years. The shaggy it hair was the in New York, York Times. Yeah, yeah. The New York Times came out against. <laughs> and they endorsed <laughs> shaggy hair that year. <laughs> So all the liberal elite wizards <laughs> all started growing their hair long. Oh, man. I haven't laughed this hard in a long time. No, it was. It, it was a lot of a lot of people. Like, yeah, back when, um, you know, emo was going on and everyone I guess, had, like, yeah. the longer hair that was, like, streaked the across. early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Come on yeah. now. Mid-2000s. Mid-2000s. Yeah. It was a good time. It was an all right time. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great right now. It yeah, it looks amazing right now. <laughs> like Tomorrowland. We need to use the time turner. <laughs> yes, we do. Which I have, Please. by the way, to those who can't see, I brought two tonight. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy that you have two of these. I know, the ministry um, really trusts me. <laughs> I was going to say, because I feel, feel like most of them were, were lost to... Yeah, they were lost I, Hold on, I wrote it down. The Battle the, of Mysteries. The Battle of the Department of Mysteries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> took notes on that. I did. I wanted to make sure I mentioned it. <laughs> so I could drop a little knowledge wow. where I had it. I dropped it a little sooner, but uh... You did, you did. Yeah, so. I beat you. you you'll beat you're, me on the next you're one. You're the expert. I like to we think... Work well, first of all, I have no more. <laughs> <laughs> That's one. Two, I like to think I'm a gracious host and let you just I know, go ahead. I know, very nice. You're very welcome. You, <laughs> you let me bring in my in and out you, you, you made me this great margarita. It's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, it's the least I can do for free podcasting. <laughs> Woo! Um, thanks for helping keeping the show free. I should, oh, my that, God. That, and listeners should thank you as well for the oh, same thing. Oh, woo! Um, but for my Trash Star Destroy... I'm a goblet guy. I'm going. I'm gonna be Cedric Diggory. Oh, okay. goblet of fire. Good Thank choice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then I you're think you're very memorable in the series. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Especially now that Hufflepuff is kind of becoming a craze again with Fantastic Beasts. Like Cedric is making a comeback. Oh, is Eddie Redmayne a Hufflepuff? Yes, he is. Oh ah. my gosh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. 
out this uh, this past weekend. Yeah. Because it's Monday now. Wait, it's already out. Yes. In because, because we used a time turner here in a minute. Oh. <laughs> when this comes when out. the show. When all the muggles hear the show, it's going to be Monday. It's going to be Monday. But we have used a time turn. <laughs> oh my turn. gosh, we're in the time-turning vortex from Chris Child right now. That's where we like That's to do a lot exactly of the podcasts. Yeah. Exactly I'm so glad that I found you guys in the vortex. <laughs> what a night. Always good to find you. That's why I was so... I was praising you for how easy you are to schedule. It is a nightmare to get guests in the vortex. Well, it really does help to have two time-turners. Yes. Highly recommend. Yeah. You there you go. This place one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, oh man, do I want to Michael Bay up Order of the Phoenix, or do I just want to say, hey, Prisoner of Azkaban, here's Michael Bay. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, I'm gonna, ooh, I'm gonna have to trash Order of the Phoenix, and then, uh, Sirius can live on to see the end of the series, and, um, Michael Bay's Prisoner of Azkaban, so they really kind of go left field with that one. Whoa, Michael Bay Prisoner. Yeah. Oh, boy. Maybe we even get some of the escape. Maybe that's where the movie starts. We're going to see Azkaban for sure. That place is going to be amazing. Oh, out. that would be really cool. Why didn't they do that? Yeah, because the beginning of this movie is no good. Yeah, I And a agree. serious black prison escape would be Oh, cool my gosh. That would have been really cool. That would have been pretty cool. All right, guys. Let's take a break. Uh, we're going to take a break. <laughs> what? Yeah, we'll be right back after this. And we're back, high on film, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban with Kate Parkin today. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Brad. Yes. You finally got the internet to work. I here did. Here in the Vortex. It, we're in the Vortex. Who directed Gobble to Fire? Mike Newell. Huh. Oh. Yeah. And Should have looked great. up what else he's done. <laughs> Damn it. Brad. <laughs> and then David Yates directed. Thank Order you. Phoenix. That's when he started and... Will never ever stop. Apparently, no. He wants to do all five Fantastic Beasts movies. I believe that's true. Yeah, one down. Sweet paycheck. There you go. Uh, okay, well, it's time for the summary game. The first official game of the podcast. That's worth a damn. That translates to zero to two points for each person involved. That's all three of us, guys. We're each going to take a turn at summarizing Harry Potter <laughs> and the Prisoner of Azkaban in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to view. Uh, I believe this is the second shortest Harry Potter film. Is that true, Brad? Uh, I don't know if that's Third true. shortest? I don't know if it's the it second shortest. It seems so long. Yeah. I know the shortest is Deathly Hallows Part 2, which is like two hours and ten minutes, and this is like 2.22. 142 so minutes exactly. Yeah. This is down there. Yeah. As far as, the, this is one of the shorter ones for sure. Mm. 142 minutes translates to 14.2 seconds. To get out the summary of Prisoner of Azkaban, and then retread the last third again. <laughs> get it? Yeah, yeah, I got time it. Time travel. Yeah, yeah, I got it, Chris. I got it, Chris. I, I felt like you were waiting for an applause or something. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for an applause. Oh, sorry, man. Oh, oh, yeah. wow! Thank you. I was, I was being sarcastic. Wasn't aware. 199 episodes. I've never waited for applause. First time for everything. Truth. Uh, Brad, of course, we had our patented coin cost coin toss. We had three-sided mathematical coin. 100%. You called it. I did. Lincoln Motor Company. That's what it came up. You going first, second, or third, sir? I'll, I'll go first. Going first. I'll go Taking first. the lead. I'll try. For what I've always thought was Brad's favorite Harry Potter movie. <laughs> it's it's still up there. Just yeah. each, watching, each time I watch this and each time I watch Deathly Hallows Part 1, they just come a little closer. Mm. Interesting. Because this one still ha is a little bit of a kid's film, kind of like the first two are, and Deathly Hallows is, I think, a better overall film. But this is still maybe more my favorite. Okay. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Favorite and best are two different things. Yeah, exactly. Four anyway. 14.2. <laughs> Fun facts about Brad. In three, two, one... Sirius Black escapes from jail and everybody thinks he's trying to kill Harry Potter. It really turns out he's trying to kill Peter Pettigrew. Uh, he breaks into Hogwarts and then they have to go back in time to save him because he's really the one who's the good guy and Peter Pettigrew escapes and this is all to do with Voldemort. Time. 
Wow. Yeah. All to do with Voldemort. <laughs> I honestly didn't think I had that much time. That felt oh way gosh. longer than I expected. I think the time turning vortex like helped you out there. Yeah. You nailed it. Uh, I don't that feel was, like I was. It was a little jumbled, but <laughs> that is a good catch-all no, for the Harry Potter franchise. Like, it's no. all to do with Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could say that pretty much after every Everything. summary yeah. of every yeah. film. You're gonna get a little extra for for that catch-all there. There it yeah. is. Good, Brent. Uh, the catch-all bonus point. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Chris. Means, yeah, I'm up. Uh, 14.2, is that correct? That is. Okay, are you ready? Sure. Okay. In three, two, one. It's another year of Hogwarts for Harry Potter, and this time Sirius Black has escaped from Azkaban, uh, and everyone thinks that he's going to kill him, but uh, there's Dementors protecting the school who also don't like Harry. Uh, they end up having to find out if Sirius is his uncle. They find Peter Pettigrew's a rat, and they have to go back time. in time. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's was, all because of Voldemort. Yeah, it's, all it's all because, because of Voldemort. Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a rallying cry for yeah. four years. <laughs> uh, uh, it's so real. It's so real. <laughs> okay. Okay, good job, Chris. Thanks, thanks, well, Kat. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Okay, yep. 14.2 seconds. I have 14.2 seconds? You do indeed. I thought it was 30 seconds. I forget every time. (laughs) Okay. It changes every time. It does? Yeah. Depending on how long the movie is. Oh my gosh. That's very mathematical of you. Chris loves math. (laughs) That's right. Math wizards. Okay. All right. Math wizards. Math wizards. Math wizards. Three, two, one. A murderer is on the loose from the prison Azkaban. Harry is dealing with a lot of fear. Um, they have to go back in time to essentially save a lot of lives, and it all has to do with Voldemort. <laughs> time. <laughs> I mean, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Harry's dealing with a lot of fear. Because a lot of fear. You know, his mentors true. represent fear. That's and true. so he's like basically dealing with the fear of losing his mom and losing his parents and memory. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lupin uh, says that. Yeah, he's the one who's dealt with more, so that's why it affects. That's him why more. they. Oh, yeah. Um, God, Draco just doesn't understand. Oh, fuck that he's guy. He's such a jerk in this one. Not an ounce of sympathy. None, none whatsoever. But a bully. Big old oh, bully. Yeah. All right, guys. Second game. Mm-hmm. First impressions. In this game, we're going to give the person sitting to our right a line we would like to hear them impersonate. To the best of their ability. Uh, Brad went first, so I'm going to go first this time and give you, Kate, a line to impersonate. Oh, okay. And I'm going to... This might be a a lob towards you, but I'm going to give you the tried and true Hermione Granger. (laughs) Okay. In one of the best moments of this film. Yes. Right before she socks out the bully, Draco Malfoy, for laughing about Buckbeak about to be executed. What Seriously, he's an asshole. Can I, I say that? Can we curse on this? Oh, yeah. We yeah. a little red E on iTunes. <laughs> oh, it's cool. Yeah. What is the, there's a red explicit. Oh, for explicit? Yeah. I'm oh, on yeah. an explicit podcast that, right now? Yeah, for the third time. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> My goodness. Living on the edge. Yep, Aerosmith. Good song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, so. <laughs> For new Aerosmith. Fair. All right, Kate. <clears throat> Um, let's, let's get right to, let's play it. Uh, Hermione is, stomps right up to Draco and, uh, holds a wand right in his face. Yeah. Here it is. Look who's here. Ah, come to see the show. You, you foul and loathe them evil little cockroach. Hermione, no. He's not worth it. Okay, Kate. Hermione Granger. You, you foul, loathsome, evil little cockroach! Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was Mailed it. really good. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. I felt like it was a little loud. I yelled a little bit. It's alright. No, she's, she angry. Angry. she's angry. She's angry, though. Yells. I'm about to punch him. I wanted to punch the microphone, and, you know, I have my Gryffindor tie on right now, so I felt... And my time turning, so I feel... There, I felt yeah. the power. You're there. <laughs> and okay. is that the scene where she has her time turner just hanging out, like... I don't know if you can see it in that. Oh, scene. that's the Buckbeak that's scene. The Buckbeak scene. Buckbeak. Yeah. Yeah. Buckbeak. They had to drop in a couple of clues to right. like 
show it. Yeah, because well, you see her tucking it into her robes in the uh, Trelawney's class. Yeah, that's right. Well, right after I noticed turns. it this time. I never yes, noticed that yes, before yes, that she yes. tucks it in. But that's just careless Hermione. Like, oh, let it like just hold it like outside your shirt. Like, put, come on. I, yeah, and to be fair, she knows both Harry and Ron are too dumb. Yeah, to catch Harry and Ron shit. would not pick up on stuff and like that. I'm sorry, boys. That was the professor that gave it to us. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kate. Fair. You want to give Brad a line from Prisoner of Azkaban you'd like to hear him say? Um, oh, so I really like the quote with Ron um, in the Professor Trelawney scene uh, when he's reading his teacup and like, trying to figure out what's in the tea leaves and Trelawney is so into it and he's struggling through a wonderful just monologue of greatness. <laughs> Look the cup. Don't want to see. Oh, yeah. Um, well, Harry's got a sort of a wonky cross. That's trials and suffering. Mm -hmm. And uh, that there could be the sun. And that's happiness. So, uh, you're going to suffer, mm -hmm. but you're going to be happy about it. Give me the cup. All right, Brad. Uh, I don't know. Is this your first time doing Ron Weasley? I don't believe so. Uh, I don't know. Right. Honestly, I'm not sure. Call in if you know the answer. Please. You know the number. <clears throat> All right. Harry's got sort of a wonky cross. That's trials and suffering. And that there could be the sun, and that's happiness. So uh, you're going to suffer, but you'll be happy about it. <laughs> okay, Brad. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That could have gone much worse. Yeah. It was adorable. I think that's like the most adorable part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's You're nice. suffering, yeah. but you're going to be happy. <laughs> Just doing his best. He's Just doing trying. his best. Lying through his teeth. <laughs> that's right. Brad, do you have a line for me, sir? Uh, I do, Chris. Uh, it is a line from the scene when they're all in the main hall, kind of the first main Hogwarts Hall scene. The arrival feast. Yes, and where Dumbledore comes on stage and is given the speech and uh, it takes a turn when he has to let them know the Dementors are there mm. and he kind of gives some stirring uh, advice that I feel is very poignant. It is not in the nature of a Dementor to be forgiving. But you know, Happiness can be found even in the darkest of times. If one only remembers to turn on the light. All right. <clears throat> Michael Gambon. Me. Chris Maxwell replacing Michael Gambon replacing Richard Harris. As Dumbledore. That's yes. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Good slate. But you know, happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. Yeah, that I'm was inspired. pretty good, man. I'm inspired. That was pretty good. Thanks. You know what? It reminded me of your Gilderoy Lockhart impression a little bit uh, from the time yeah. before. Mm. And I like that. It was sort of like a suave Dumbledore. All right. <laughs> that, that was prestigious. Like yeah, was prestigious. prestigious. Yeah. Yes, yes. Changed all my screen names to suave Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag suave Dumbledore. Hashtag suave Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, uh, once you're done scoring, you can push the scorecards to the side because we're going to get into the open forum discussion that we like to call scene work. Damn it, we're an optimistic podcast. We're going to start things off optimistically. Do -do -do -do. Best scene. What is the best scene in Prisoner, oh I'm sorry, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? Uh... So much it, to like. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, the thing that struck me so much the first time I saw this movie is when they go back in time. I mean, mm. pretty much everything, I think, from there on out is very, to me, especially back then, it was very clever how they kind of pieced it all together. The little, thi the little things that happened before, the howling, the rocks being thrown, yeah. just how all those things kind of pieced together for them mm. to 
change time because I didn't know much about the Harry Potter books. So when I they when they were able to jump time, I was kind of like, oh yeah, I guess they're wizards. Of course they can do crazy shit like this. So, uh, yeah, that that whole thing is certainly what stuck with me about this movie the first time I saw it, and still does. Yeah. Interesting. So you're saying like from the hospital or the infirmary to for, for, for coming it, back. Yes. Okay. Nice. All right. A little bit of a Back to the Future 2 vibe there. Mm-hmm. And I really like Back to the Future 2. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah. yeah, good point. <laughs> Kate, what's your uh, best scene here? I think my favorite scene would have to be Snape's entrance um, when he's filling in for Professor Lupin when he's having the moon times. <laughs> yeah, his time of month. His time of the month <laughs> right. on the full moon. Um, and just he's so, com- he knows how to command a room and it's, it's just amazing. And then it's the iconic moment turned to page 394. Um, and that that's ingrained in my, my body. <laughs> turned to page 394. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, that leads nicely into what I think is the best part of this movie. Um, I love the way they kind of explore the werewolves and the, what, Animagus? Animagus. Animagus. Animagus? Um, uh, and how they're different. Yeah. And then when they double down in the best scene and reveal that Peter Pettigrew yes. is yes. Scabbers, the rat that brought us out of him for three movies. Scabbers, well, in 12 years. Yeah. In, in his the, life. In the Weasley family. Which is weird. Deep <laughs> undercover. You're saying the scene where we basically meet yes. where we see uh, yeah. Sirius for the first time. Right, yeah. When yeah. they get into the Shrieking that was Shack. Yeah, choice. that's an epic scene. Yeah. Yes, I mean, for sure. Sh- Shrieking Shack. Not so much the Whomping Willow stuff before, but once we get into the Shrieking Shack, and then you get the reveal of the dog footprints up to Sirius Black standing behind the door, um, and then through Lupin turning into a werewolf outside the Whomping Willow, and before they disperse. What I really love about that scene with Peter Pettigrew is like his physicality, like how he's running under the piano and everything. Like oh, yeah. He moves like a rat. And well, it's he's just, been a rat for he's 12 years. He's been a rat years. for 12 years. Yeah, it was just, so that's, I, I do love that scene very much. That's probably one of my faves. Yeah, there's so many fun reveals in it. Mm-hmm. And the they fact take their that time with it. They do. And the fact that they're like dropping all these little bits and pieces of, of werewolf and the Animagus stuff and, mm-hmm. and you get, you know, and the way they reveal themselves yeah. is like, oh, it's these four friends. One's a werewolf. One happens to be able to turn into a dog. One a rat. The other a stag. I, and like, I, I think that's so clever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just very well done. Very well revealed. I think too. And because you get that, you get to go back and screw with it in the time change. Right. Yeah. And it's all all the little reveals as they take their time with it. I think the other thing too that I remember struck me about this scene the first time is the fact that. Harry attacks Snape. Like, it's the first time Harry does something really that out of control. Where he, like, literally, like, you know, throws a teacher across the room. Well, intentionally. Intentionally, Because the movie starts with him essentially kind of cursing someone unintentionally. Well, right. You know? Yeah, that's true. I guess, but it's the first time you see him, like, kind of, do within Hogwarts, do something Mm, that, that... Dangerous and that reckless, I guess. Yeah, reckless is a great way for it. Um, And Hermione's like, you just talked to teacher. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh. That's a big feel. Like, oh, like you're you're sitting there like, oh, the first time you see it, like, is Harry going to be expelled from Hogwarts now? He just fucked up Snape. Yeah. Who doesn't seem to like him to begin with. We obviously know later that that's really not the case, but Mm -hmm. that's neither here nor there. Uh, But yeah, that seems easily my, was right there as my number two. That was kind of my debate at first, which one to go with. Yeah. And the werewolf change when you zoom into Lupin's eye and you see the reflection oh, of the room yeah, zoom back out, he's starting man. to change. Mm-hmm. What a great like nod to like almost like it's a little more technically evolved than I than you know the universal horror movies ever gone, um, but very much done in that style. And I think it was so good. I love yeah. that part of that too. It was cool. Yeah. Um. Also, I would, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Marauder's Map being my favorite Harry Potter object or relic. Mm. It's the coolest thing. 
It is so cool. The things that you would find out about people, though. That's like, true. You, That's a little dangerous. Like, it's a little dangerous. It's like if you had access to everyone's, like, Waze account or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. where? Why are you going where? Where are you going yeah. there, man? <laughs> Although, it has all the secret passageways on it. And That's I would true. love to go through some secret oh passageways. Gosh, get the hogs need? Just yeah. real quick. <laughs> Big fan of Secret passageways. Love it. Turning oh, bookshelves. Big fan like, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Find that gargoyle in the hallway. They yeah. Find that there's one entrance behind like a gargoyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Or the statue. And it fills that up. All right. Where are all the... Uh, Don't the, worry about it. Just cut that out. Secret yeah, yeah. passageways. Are. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, if there's a best scene, it only means there also has to be a worst scene. To do, to do. Worst scene. What's the worst scene in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? Uh, God, I've always hated the freeze frame at the end. <laughs> I fucking hate the way. It's bad. It sucks. The like, ending is, this movie, the, <sighs> go ahead, finish your thoughts. No, I'm going to get my thoughts together. Because again, like, everything in that, in the, when they time travel to, you know, all the little things, going through the clock years mm -hmm. to go down and see the kids and then going back through the clock years is like a thing through time to come back. And you even have the little moment with Dumbledore outside of the uh, infirmary where, you know, he we saved him, what, saved who or whatever he says. Like, yeah. all of that is so good. And then you even get into the infirmary and they make, like, some dumb joke to Ron who's, like, freaking out. And from there, it's all downhill. Because now you have like yeah, they just tell Ron they didn't go anywhere. Like, rather than oh, tell what are you talking about, Ron? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And that leads into him getting the new br uh, the new uh, broom from uh, Sirius. And you know, fine, you could have like ended on that or ended him flying away. I think Kate, you might have said like end on him. Oh, flying through the air past Hogwarts you see the landscape and, and the let him fly out of Hogwarts. shot and stay on Hogwarts, yeah, which Quaron nice. is so de like so desperately features in this movie sure. because he makes it look great. Not like he desperately, not features. desperately features, but but it's like he notably like, changed it from the film series. Yes, because you wanted to show more of the, like almost the campus. Yeah, and yes. like you said during the movie, which I agree with, like he makes it look good, like it seems more realistic, like they're in a school setting because you yes. kind of get those little elements to it. But, oh, that ending, just a freeze frame on it Harry's face. If we did more time, it's also, I felt like the come down from, like, the climax to, like, everything, it was really rushed in the ending, too. It is. Like, I feel like there could have, I don't know, he, could, he, did a great job of, like, giving those little moments throughout the piece, but then I feel like because there were so many little moments that he sprinkled in there, there wasn't enough time for, like, I don't know, the big moments to kind of simmer out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Give him a chance to, like, breathe. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it's uh, the movie I, I feels think, like it ends abruptly. Well, yeah, I I think he I think the beginning of this movie is really abrupt and clunky until you get to the hippogriff. Yeah. And then after the infirmary, it is again just really clunky. Like I think it, he he knows the story he wants to tell in the middle, and he does it beautifully and and concisely. But getting into it and getting out of it are just so. Cl like clunky and abrupt and and sloppy, yeah. Like, I mean, just and a, easy, in, like almost like like in the beginning when you're at you're the not Dursley's getting, you're house not in the any beginning. New story, anything new to the story, right? But when you're at the Dursley house, exactly at the beginning, like it feels like oh, this again. Like we have to start every movie. Yes. Here, like and it, and it's like you feel a little exhaustion from that, and like oh Harry, oh yes, they don't like him, and and it's and it's so they rush through it because they know. That it's, you know, part of the story. Yeah, but... and I think in the book, I, I remember there was a lot about Harry's summer at home. Um, and, like, there was just hints of Sirius Black even on the muggle media no. at the time. Hmm. And that was how it was, in, like, introduced. It wasn't this sort of, like, on the night bus you hear about Sirius Black so abruptly for the first time. And that's actually my least favorite scene. The bus? <laughs> night bus? bus? Yeah. I hate the it's night a, bus. I don't like it either. Hate it. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to like... No, no, this no. is great. No, oh. go ahead. Yeah, I really did not like the night bus scene. It's It rubbed me the wrong way. The the talking heads, I don't remember being in the book at all. And that was just kind of like... Shrunken it, Jamaica head, yeah, Jamaican head. It, it, I guess it was supposed to be funny, but I just thought it was really odd and not 
uh, I don't know. It was just very odd. And, like, the whole bus just didn't seem as magical or as uh, how I pictured it in the book. So maybe I'm just, like, it's a personal opinion. Just didn't, I didn't like the speed of it. I just didn't like, didn't like it. Yeah. I think, too, you get the intro. I mean, you have the bus driver or the bus, whatever. He's not the driver, but the guy who's the helper on the bus kind of explain to him the serious black story in this very yeah we don't know like who he exposition is, yeah. that seems to come out of nowhere especially too we end up kind of getting the same thing later whenever uh mr weasley is talking to harry and kind of explaining to him like what's going on mm-hmm. so i feel like you're almost getting now double exposition that's giving you the same out you're not really learning anything too too much uh too new that you couldn't have just explained it all in the scene with Mr. Weasley and just got rid of the bus guy telling him yeah. about Sirius Black. I feel like I did like how Mr. Weasley, they, they framed that whole shot really beautifully. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. that. I love that scene. But, yeah, I feel like he could have had way more to describe about the whole issue. It didn't have to be Stan Turnpike. Right, yeah. <laughs> give give all, give all the information to him. That makes sense that he'd be the one to warn Harry and take it from there. You don't need this guy. If you want to have the quirkiness of mm-hmm. the whole bus thing fine gets him you know to where he needs to go and that can be a funny scene of him smashing his face up against glass two or three times yeah um that didn't get old at all gets a little cartoony at times in this movie very much i mean the whopping were... willow scene they get a little cartoony as well, well i mean they shrink the bus i mean yeah. they literally like, go yeah, that happens well, in, well, the, that in, the in the books, books. Yeah. okay and but maybe I'm just saying, stan even very talks cartoony. about serious black i, I don't... think they do they probably do but it wasn't yeah. like the first time we hear about it no no I don't well it should be almost more it feels like so direct to harry like it feels like it's yeah. more casual conversation that's like why is it why aren't you talking to one of the heads then well like i said i mean that's before the hippogriff scene it's it's clunky and forced exposition handled with you know just like you know very clumsily just get it in there get to hogwarts so we can get to the stories we really want to tell that's what it is pretty much one last little thing i just want to mention is that the executioner when he chops the pumpkin (laughs) instead of the hippogriff head you just had to chop something like come on now like he brought his knives out what a red herring like such a red herring. Yeah. You really would think. For no reason no too. Reason. It's not like he's angry or anything. The minister of magic is more angry than an well, executioner maybe he would was be. Really looking forward to it. I mean, it he was has a creep, job, but he was like salivating like, as he yeah, sharpened it. He needed to um do his work. <laughs> he needed to let out some aggression. Yeah. Crows everywhere. He chops a pumpkin. He chops a pumpkin. All right. Maybe he's a big fan of crows. <laughs> yeah. He does let one land on his uh on his axe. Perhaps he is an animatus crow. Oh, <laughs> whoa. He is dressed all in black. Yeah. Not that you have to dress like your animal, but... Good. Yeah. I like that. I like that yeah. storyline. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, go with that. It's time for Milking It, the final game of the podcast. Zero to five points for each one of us as we draw a card from the big box of Hollywood ideas of prequels, oh. sequels, reboots, and genres. On said card will give you a new way to look at Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, and uh, give you a new way to reimagine, reuse uh, themes, characters, plot lines, whatever you'd like from this film, and create a brand new movie to put back out there and make a billion more dollars for the studio system. Yay! <laughs> we need a title and a quick summary from each one of us. Here we are, the old Hollywood relic. Looking good. Yep. Uh, Kate, I believe it is your turn to go first. Oh my gosh. There's so many cards. There's so many. It's anything a movie could be. Okay. Prequel. Ooh. It's a dream come true. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Brad Davis. Coming of age sex comedy. Oh, God. Hey, there you go. There it is. Oh, boy. Coming of age film. Yeah. Hey, you got a good good setting for it. Hogwarts. Yeah, exactly. Prep school when you're 13. Oh, boy. I got the reboot. Oh. Oh, nice. Recast it. Rebooting The Prisoner of Azkaban. All right, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with three brand new movies for your listening enjoyment right after this. 
And we're back right in the middle of milking it for Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Kate Parkham. Yes. You're going first. Alrighty. With, <laughs> appropriately enough, the prequel? The prequel. Okay, well, I almost thought you drew a sequel, and I was like, oh, did I just screw up this intro? No, no, no. And now I just not. showed my hand. I did, I did <laughs> pick the prequel, which is a dream come true, because that's what I would love to see happen in my lifetime. Um, so... Prequel to Prisoner of Azkaban. I would start it with going back to the old days when James Potter and his friends were in Hogwarts, um, but not like the first few years. I want to kind of start it in like their seventh year. So the relationship between James and Lily has already sort of formed, um, but we do, or maybe maybe like just the later years, sort of kind of, and we see a little bit of that that tension and like. The bullying and how kind of shitty James was at times <laughs> to Snape and to others. And you see the formation of Peter Pettigrew into sort of the wingman. And then it goes, because honestly, like James Potter and Lily died when they were 21. They had Harry. They were really young. It was like right after they got out of Hogwarts when Voldemort rose to power. And so they had like two or three years. And then that's when the whole Pettigrew thing went down. And so then... Through the prequel, I would then probably take it through with, like, Snape, seeing where he's at, and then, uh, then we're, uh, to the Prisoner of Azkaban. Got up. <laughs> yeah, that's my prequel. No, trademark, trademark, uh, me. <laughs> Copyright me. There it is. It stands. Holds up in court. Uh, what are you calling this installment of the franchise? Oh, I would probably just call it the Marauders. Oh. The Marauders. I like that. Yeah, I think I'm like going to start too. writing this. I'll pitch it to WB. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's a good sell. Yeah. I mean, they're going to need something after the Fantastic Beasts yeah, franchise. I would. Hey, WB, if you're listening, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> what's up? <laughs> you hitting on them? <laughs> hey, WB, you up, WB? What's up, WB? You up, what's WB? Up? You, no, I didn't say you up. That's very different than yeah, what's up. That's beyond hitting on someone, Brad. Is it? Is that flirty to say what's up? I think so. Isn't that like the Joey Tribbiani thing? Or no, how, how you, you do it. That's what that is. Close. Say, yeah. Same intent. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Icebreaker. WB, I'm not flirting with you. <laughs> the Warner Brothers. <laughs> the Warner Brothers. And the Warner Sister Dot. <laughs> Just for fun, they run around the water parking parking lot. Oh, I forgot it. I forgot. It's okay. Brad, Chris. what are you doing? Oh yeah, the coming of age sex comedy. Yep, you oh, know it. No. <laughs> uh, so Harry and his best friend Ron are ready to graduate from Hogwarts High, <laughs> and uh, they decide that you know before they graduate and both kind of go Which off. State? Huh? Is this in England or is this in uh, the United States? Uh, it's in Hogwarts High. I guess in the United States. I don't know. They they probably don't call that in England. I've never been to England. What state? What state of the country? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know where to picture it. Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. I just, it means a lot to me. Hogwarts High in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um. Actually, I'm mad at Pennsylvania right now. Yeah, I was gonna say because California high school movies are very different than like. Oh, Midwestern yeah. or East Coast high school. Uh, I feel like ca probably more California. Okay. Yeah, actually, that's that's a good point. Thank you. No, no, my my pleasure. Um, but yeah, so they're about to graduate from Hogwarts High, and they haven't like they've been through some shit together. Like I feel like they've actually kind of gone through similar things in their past, like to the point where they've like just never been normal kids. So this is like their one chance to really let loose before they go to college, before they're kind of off maybe on their own a little more. And uh, so they decide that they're going to take a trip up to Azkaban State for the weekend. <laughs> and they're going <laughs> to... Is that a college? Were, that's a college. Okay. <laughs> Could have been a penitentiary, too. Well, I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> or University of Azkaban. Maybe that was better to better go the U of A. Um, U of A. <laughs> <laughs> so they're so they're going up there and uh as they're like driving up they realize their friend Hermione is snuck into the back seat of the car to follow them up there because she she wants to have a good time too. And uh so they get up there and they actually like start living the college life. They're drinking, smoking, doing drugs and just kind of having like a very 
um, you know, kind of an opening, uh, you know, drug, a very drug riddled scene of kind of fear and loathing type thing. Okay. In a way. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna take them down that kind of road. So they're not thirteen anymore. Oh no 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 no! I said they're graduating. Oh, from oh right, 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 right. Graduating, mean, right, right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then you start to have Ron and Hermione start to fall for one another, and uh, Harry ends up like meeting this college girl who. You know, kind of, he has a, a a night with and kind of uh, matures him a little bit, other than, like, you know, sleeping with him. But, like, actually may, turns him into a more of a mature man and kind of a better person who's never really been, had time to focus on those things before. And, yeah, in the end, you know, Ron and Hermione are together, and Harry, they drive back home with a better perspective on life. So Harry had a one-night stand with an Azkaban prison guard. <laughs> well, Azkaban's a college. It's a college. Oh, yeah. it's a college. Yeah. So it's University a of Azkaban. No, no, no. U, U of A is different than, a, it's not a prison It is all. not a prison. Not a prison at all. Not a prison Well, it depends on your views on the educational well, system. <laughs> <laughs> we that's could true. get into that, Well, actually. that's kind of supposed to be like a little bit of, it's a little oh, dark. Oh, yeah, you get into that commentary? No, 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 I was going to say, I kind of did that because, you know, college is kind of, consider, you know, it's usually yeah. not great. I mean, you're not doing the best things you've ever done in college. It's true. Um, so it's kind of a metaphor for that. I love it. Uh, and and my, your title? Trippin' in Azkaban. Trippin' in Azkaban. Azkaban. All right. Coming of age. Exactly. There it is. I forgot to add to my prequel that I'd want to focus on Azkaban as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Like, I'd want to focus on Sirius Black being in Azkaban, that his entire experience and like that dissension into madness or reality. But if you're in the prequel, mm-hmm. how you getting to that? Because it's the prequel to Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm. And that doesn't lead, like, the th- that's the third book. So it, I would span it from Marauders in in the last days of Hogwarts through up to when Zarius Black escapes from Azkaban. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right. Maybe it's a three-part series. I don't I know. I like that. Yeah, maybe, right. maybe it is. Yeah, we'd see the escape. Yeah. That would be like I the end of the movie. See, yeah, Ooh. and then yeah. boom. That just nailed, knocked you some bonus points. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, you guys, uh, like crushing me here because I have a reboot. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's good, though. Yeah, 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 yeah guess what the plot is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a retelling from Sirius's point of view mm. ah. of Prisoner of Azkaban. So, um, oh, interesting. You start with him going to prison, and you see his prison life, oh. uh, where he is in Azkaban, and you get to see him um, see a picture of Harry and Hermione and Ron, and Ron has scabbers, and he finds out that Peter Pettigrew is still alive, mm. which prompts his escape. Yeah, uh, that crucial moment. Exactly. Um, to protect Harry. So he, of course, big prison escape scene, um, fleeing the Dementors, uh, traveling to Hogwarts, of course, with them hot on his tail, like really trying to like make his way through the woods, like getting mm-hmm. along. Um, and uh, only to become like overcome with like emotion when he sees Harry for the first time and then, yeah. you know, ends up being, you know, ready to go back to prison, but then suddenly... Boom! There's Harry and Hermione with a, a hippogriff. Conveniently. And off enough. he goes. <laughs> flying off into the sunset. Um, I'm not going to recast it because I still want Gary Oldman to play it. Although everyone else probably, the kids would probably have to be recast. Either that or we do the uh, Benjamin Button special effects oh, to them. that creepy thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it's called Escape from Azkaban. Exclamation point. Yeah, that's good. Ooh, I like the exclamation point. Yeah, that's good. All right, guys. uh, That game, of course, was zero to five points. Um, So when you are done scoring, please pass your scorecards to the front of the class for final edition. And uh, as we move into our pessimistic end, podcast regrets, I'm going to go ahead and take the lead because I have a a serious question here that I, I don't know about this movie. If... Harry and Hermione are using the time turner and go back in time. Now they go, and the last thing they do is free Sirius Black from his cell. Mm-hmm. Couldn't they, instead of use, instead of doing that, instead of just having time to kill in the middle, actually go and trap Peter Pettigrew Scabbers form again when he runs away? 
and then therefore they be able to prove about... Sirius's innocence. There's there's a moment I think in the book where they tried to do that, but it was going to interfere. I think with them being seen or something. Like there was a reason. There was like a logical reason. Yeah. I think having to do with time. Okay. They I have to double it. check, but there there's like a specific reason that they couldn't just like. I think Harry, like, wanted to kill him as a rat, or someone wanted to just, like, kill him right there, but it was like, you can't do that, because then it's going to, like, mess up. Oh, um, the rest of... Uh, everything else. Interesting. I think that's what was going on. And, yeah, she says wizards who mess with time are... It's dangerous, or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's... You do one thing, and you change ten other things. Yeah. Butterfly effect. Yeah, Ashton Kutcher. Great. <laughs> Amy Smart. Amy Smart. There you go. Any podcast regrets from you guys? Anything you regret not saying or saying you need to take back? I mean, uh, there's so much in this movie. Yeah, I guess I would say that I... One thing I also had against this movie that I didn't mention, a lot of weird transitions of, like, kind of uh, weird match cuts and weird fade-outs and... Sometimes it works. Sometimes it just felt like they couldn't figure out a way to get out of the scene, so they just did that. I like order. some of the iris ins, iris outs, but it's not some, all of them. But it was a lot, and it was just kind of they felt a little all over the place, and that stood out to me this time more than it has in, in any other viewing of this movie. So, mm. yeah, I guess my regret is that I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Anything, Kate? I think my, my my what? maybe my regret is that I didn't give it another chance sooner. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I because I, I really enjoyed it this time around, and I think it's it's just a testament of these stories. I think they can be enjoyed in different ways over time. So I'm glad that I enjoyed it and didn't hate it. <laughs> right on. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially someone who's so close to it all as you, I'm sure it actually benefited you to take some time away from it. Yeah, I did a little bit. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Experiencing art through new eyes, you know? Yes, exactly. It's all about perspective. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I have the points tallied. I'm very happy to say I won. Oh, boy. Yes. I feel like I haven't won in forever. Oh, yeah, God, it's great. been a while. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. It's been a slump. Uh, not only did I win, I kind of crushed. Uh, really? 19.1 points uh, to Brad's 17.8 to Kate's 16.7. I'm sorry, Kate. It's right. I'm, I did not bring my A game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> did not at all. Well, <laughs> I gave your impression a full. I did too, point. yeah. You scored 100% on, on impressions. You. I think in, in high on film history, I probably could count on how, um, one hand how many times I've given up perfect score yeah thank you so much that, that's honestly all like I, I can't uh, it was that's one of the best impressions i've heard on this show that was hermione Tilly really really good thank you i love i love reprising the role i'm sorry that i'm so tired oh no no we know not at all you're working your ass off yes please um you, you've been working very hard recently um you have a wonderful voldemort uh oh my beatrix rap that mm -hmm. uh is good to exercise a little catharsis if you are still yeah. angry about the uh, election. Yeah, I, I wrote a rap, a Voldemort rap. Uh, and it's very good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I should mention, it is, uh, you're very clever with the references, and uh, yeah, you can rap. Thanks, yeah, I guess you gotta, so. You got a decent guess, flow. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I, I did the score underneath it, the beats, and I combined sort of John Williams themes from throughout the films as kind of like the backgrounds. It was fun. And then editing the whole project was pretty intense because I had to learn a new software. Oh. So, but it was really cool. And like a lot of people have watched it and it's, it's given me uh, hope, I think a lot around this time. Cause like, I know that this many thousands of people like understand that Trump and Voldemort are quite similar, but Voldemort's nowhere near as bad. <laughs> yeah. So I that you know, it was cool doing the project. I was, I'm glad I did it and um yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everyone should go to your YouTube page. Oh yeah, I'm youtube.com slash Weasley sweaters. Um I've also been doing a lot of work with the Gina Davis Institute on gender and media. So there's some like stories up there about it as well so yeah you're on uh snapchat at, at if she can see it i believe yeah that's that is the gina, the davis, gina davis snap yeah and then 
I'm on Snapchat as totally ko. Um, and yeah, that's that's me. That's me doing a lot, doing a lot, filming other like Harry Potter projects too. Friend of mine's doing of a Hufflepuff parody that's coming out soon. Uh, so yeah. If you follow me, I'll be telling you all about it. Yes. <laughs> Everyone, please do. Uh, you're always a delight. Thank you so much for giving Thank us you. some more of your time. Oh, my gosh. And Stop. I'm so glad to be here. No. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. For <laughs> yeah. Come back soon. We got uh, Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire yeah, up next. Next on the list. Goblet. Can't wait. I can't wait. I'm right. so excited. Brad Davis. Chris Maxwell. Thank you, as always, sir. Oh, my pleasure, sir. Uh, at BD Always GP on Twitter and Instagram, and that's that's pretty much it for right now. There you go. Uh, I'm at Cross Maxwell across your social media platforms. That's Chris with an O instead of an I. Uh, and High on Film, of course, is the show's handle for any social media interaction you'd like to have with us. Um, if you you know want to talk about Azkaban, let us know. Email us the High on Film Show at gmail.com or tweet at us or Facebook, and uh, let us know if you see Fantastic Beasts and where to find them and your hot takes on it. Uh, we may try to review it this weekend. We, we're going or this to this past weekend. We're definitely going to try. Wait, hold on. Time turn. Time, time, time turn. Time, 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 time turn vortex. We may try to do it this past weekend. <laughs> the time turn accomplished nothing. <laughs> Change my speech. Too. There it is. We may have this past weekend rather than this coming. We're going to find out in the future. <laughs> okay, guys. That's it for us. And that is it for episode 199. We are coming back next week. With a movie of my choosing. Season finale. Season finale. Oh, who's going to survive? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I don't even know what we're going to watch yet. I'm still on the fence. I know you are. I know you have a couple options in I, mind. I do. I have a couple things I'm thinking. I don't know what's good and what's oh, appropriate. So much pressure. Yeah. So uh, we'll see you then for episode 200. And um, the last of this high on film, as you know it, because we're coming back next season with a changed format. Throwing a curveball. Ish. Ball. Ish. Ish. Yeah, Not no, really. I mean, just... The same show you know and love. Just some fun. We're just lazier. Things. Yep. <laughs> Not true. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Thank you. We love you so much. Uh, and, uh, yeah, 200 next week. Until then, mischief managed. Goodbye. Goodbye.